welcome to Classroom Crush. It's the show where I'm talking to fun guests about their crushes, and then I'm telling them about my crushes. And at this point, you know it, you love it, you subscribe, and you've told your friends about it. Speaking of subscribing, so here's the thing. I think I want, um, I want this show to launch me, you see? So I really want <laughs> you to rate and review it. And then I was like, oh my god, I had this idea on the way here, and I'll talk about it in the intro. And here's my idea. Here's my fun idea. So everyone has stories about their crushes. Yes, this is the whole point of this podcast. So if you're a listener and you like the show, which I assume you do since you're listening to it, you should go on iTunes and then like look up Classroom Crush and then go to like the iTunes store and do a review of it. And in the review, give me a little synopsis of your best slash most heartbreaking slash most embarrassing crush experience. And then I'll read them and I'll be like, this one's really good. And I'll read it on the episode. That's a good idea, <laughs> right? I'm proud of myself. Am I a marketing genius? Am I RuPaul? RuPaul? I think so. No, that's not true. Never could be, never will be. Sad about it. Um, so that's that's what I have to say to you. But that's really pretty much it. I, have, I, I am, like last week, um, still crushless. Perhaps something will have changed. I don't think so. Um, but maybe now that I'm crushless, I'm just like an empty void that some, that, that now, now people will be like, huh, who is she? And I'll be like, where were you like six months ago? And they'll be like, I don't know. And then I'll be like, sorry, not good enough for me. And then I'll stay alone. That's usually probably how it goes. Anyways, I have Dan Sheehan on the show. Hey, what's up? He's fu very funny. He's one of the hosts of We Still Like You and et cetera. And et cetera. That's so dim diminishing. <laughs> <laughs> Give me your creds. Give me your fucking list. Uh, we Still Like You. That's that's the big one. That's the big um, one. I do. Oh, yeah. You say it. I do a Not a Wolf on there Twitter. I, pre I pretend to be a wolf pretending to be a man. Um, so good. Yeah, it's a lot, of, a lot of fun. Very silly. Tough to explain to my grandpa. But Yeah. But if it's tough to explain to your family, your older family members, it's probably fucking niche and perfect. Yeah. Know? Like, it's it's what you're supposed to be doing. If they get it too easily, then you're, like, probably a like bad normie who's not doing good content. <laughs> yeah. I can usually tell something's going to do well if my parents don't understand it but are very supportive. If yes. they're just like, I don't get what you're doing here, but keep at it. Like, that's... Whereas, actually... This podcast is very, very easy to explain, <laughs> so maybe it's not that good. Oh God! Nah, simplicity's I've, nice. I've I've just like given my given myself like a standard that I cannot hold up, <laughs> you know, that I cannot be a part of. Uh, anyways, uh, I'm really excited to do this episode. We became Twitter friends, and now we're real life friends. Look at that! Hell yeah! As of 15 minutes ago, we're real life friends. I meet so many people on Twitter. I feel like I. I've realized Twitter is my Tinder, you know? Oh, totally. I can like, totally I develop... That. You. I think you tweeted this the other day, right? Yeah, I said, like, I literally just use this website to develop crushes. It's and It's so very easy true. to do. It's so easy. And if, like, you put enough effort into it, like, anything is possible. It's true. The last person I dated, I DM'd her. That's how the whole relationship yes. started. Yes. So. One of, like, my... Oh my God, this is just a trend now, so I'm just going to keep it going. <laughs> do you know Dan Abramowitz? Yeah, yeah, I love Dan. Yeah. It's become a thing that I just like reference him in at least every, almost every episode. <laughs> Gotta check in with Dan. Oh yeah. And like he fully lives in the city of Chicago. I could have probably met him other ways, but we became friends like through a DM. I can't That's remember really who funny. DM'd who. 
maybe i don't know mm, let's check no <laughs> let's not do that <laughs> it's, it's very easy. spontaneous i feel like it's mm. a very like spontaneous version of me where i'm just like well i'm on a computer so i'm gonna send a message to this person whereas like if i was in person i might not walk up and say hey to somebody because i'm yeah. a very anxious person but totally on the internet, you know. we're gonna get into that that anxiety hopefully uh, right let's do it now yeah. <laughs> yeah all right so who are you gonna be telling me about today who's your crush um i had a tough time picking but i think i settled on uh on the like pretty much the very first like actual crush that i dated in high school oh my like, god you dated <gasps> yeah we ended up dating incredible alert. okay um, what's her name her name are you giving her your- her name was maggie if by some chance maggie you're you're listening to this for some reason uh, i'm so sorry uh, <laughs> she, she's like engaged and has like a very fun life and she's why are they always engaged right at, almost every person i've dated is engaged at this point like engaged or married <laughs> it is really bizarre <laughs> so i must have a type that like loves getting married like yeah real, real young like I, I keep thinking like, oh, I'm way too young to get married. And then I realize I'm like, I'm 27. Like that's, you know, people do that. I mean, definitely at least at uh, like probably like 20 years ago or something, that was like more the norm, I yeah. guess. Yeah. My parents know. got married kind of later on. They got married at like 29 or 30. Oh. And so I've always felt like less pressure in that department. Yeah. But hey, man, if you meet your person, go for it. But I. If you meet your person, go for it. I feel. Uh, so Maggie was your person at a time. Yeah, at the, at the young age of 14. I was 14 when we met. It was like what freshman year. a messy year. age. Oh, oh it's God. a super messy age. You're just, everyone is sweaty all the time and <laughs> looks terrible. Yeah. But like you're randomly growing sometimes. Like sometimes you'll just show up and be taller. And like, yeah. I met her like very beginning of my freshman year of high school. And we always used to all eat lunch together. And so that was like mm-hmm. our big thing. And so I started flirting with her for just years. How would you flirt? Um, originally What's badly. What's 14-year-old Dan's flirting? Uh, originally just talking. Uh, yeah. Just that was, as far as I was going to get, I was thrilled that I was even trying it. Uh, I would steal her stuff. That's a, that's a fun, playful one. That's a teen move. I would steal her school ID and stuff and just oh. like hold on to it for a couple days and then that's an excuse to go give it back to her. Yeah. And then, you know, then we're doing the whole talking thing again and that's, you know, always fun. What was she like? She was super nice. She was like one of the first like female friends I had because mm-hmm. uh, at that age I had mostly just hung out with like the same six guys all through like middle school. And so it was like kind of wild to like have my first female friendship. And then I think teen brain was just like, well, it's also must naturally be the love of my life. Yeah. Like, that's... <laughs> of course. So yeah, she was, she was like very, very nice to me. Uh, she was just kind of fun and goofy. Like I've been a goof since I was a kid and she yeah. like would riff back with me in a way that like That's at that important. age, not a lot of people did. Yeah. So yeah, we did a lot of that and it was just like very much like early teen stuff, like early, like feeling out what flirting even is yeah. and like how you feel about it. And so we did that for about three years and then dated our junior year of high school. Oh, my God. I uh, I wore her down over time. Okay, we're going to get more into that for sure. Mine is also from uh, like uh, 14 to like 15-ish. I think... I think I met my crush's name's Jacob, and I will say, I have not done this before, but I was struggling, like, I, I, I just wanted more material than like what I could find, mm-hmm. um, like as a record of our crush, and I just want, I, I wanted more like specifics, so I did message him, and I was like, hey, Jacob, like, it's been years, it's been years since <laughs> yeah. we've talked, and I was like, hey, Jacob, weird question, um, I'm doing a podcast episode about how I had a crush on you, do you re- remember anything like specific from that time? 
and he saw the message and he did not answer. Oh man. I putting it out there right now. That's what fucking Jacob did. I did one like that once for We Still Like You. I had the story of this time in college. I went out with this girl yeah, and was really nervous because she was super cute and British and that was like (gasps) too much for an 18 year old's brain to handle. Uh, Oh yeah. So I just got like explosively drunk to try and get my confidence up but like past the threshold of like fun talkative drunk. I, (laughs) I didn't really drink much in high school so I had no like frame of reference yeah, yeah. for how much alcohol was too much alcohol yeah and so I like blacked out and she ended up taking care of me in her apartment while I dream. got sick all night long and uh, so I, I messaged her about that I was like well, do you remember like that night at all I'm trying to tell like a we still like you story about it like you know do you remember if I said anything goofy or what and she saw it and she just said haha yeah you were like pretty drunk whatever and then she unfriended me immediately what? after that. What are people's deal? I don't know. She's engaged, so it's everybody's engaged. It's a long time ago. I mean, I know he has a. I I I looked up. I looked into it. It seems he has a serious girlfriend. Oh yeah. Good for him. Whatever. But it's not like I'm trying. This is not a slide into the DM situation. This yeah. is literally just like, please give me any memories you have. Yeah, like, like it's research. Yeah, I don't know what the deal is with that. I can't believe it, but. So I met him, uh, so if you listen to the Griffin Newman episode, if you didn't, that's fine, but you should listen to it, that's good. Um, I talked about how in eighth grade, I uh, switched schools midway uh, through the school year because of a terrible bully, AKA my former crush, Brennan, oh, I almost said his last name, I should say, (laughs) I want to. He's one of those people that's like a first and last name, like, person that i just want to say is maggie is like that too and i'm going to have to like make sure i don't say her last if name if not we'll bleep it out cool, which i've cool. totally embraced now i think it's very funny it is funny <laughs> she, it's just she has a very sonically pleasing last name. it pairs really well with her first name and yeah. so she's a first name last name person yeah we'll say it to each other definitely. <laughs> yeah, secretly <laughs> so i switched schools like halfway through the year of eighth grade and i went to a school called MAC, which is Miami Arts Charter. It was like a little arts charter. It's now no longer in existence. It was a bad school, but very fun, you know, like very chill and fun. Um, So then I I made a lot more friends there. And sort of through MAC and through people, I became really good friends with this guy named Sam. Sam was a a couple years older than me. He did not go to that school, um, but he was just like a skateboarder kid who like would do graffiti and shit, you know? That's a very cool thing to be at that age. So cool. And I hooked him up with my aunt, Patty, who's a year older than me. Oh, nice. Yeah, she's like my be- my best friend, you know? And I was like, you guys should date. And they like dated. And I was like a little fucking matchmaker. Like, <laughs> so cool. So his best friend's name was Jacob. And I met Jacob like through hanging out with Sam. And like, there were a couple of years there that like, that's all I did was hang out with Sam and his group of friends. And I kind of became ingratiated in that group and I totally it was great because like after having to leave a school because everyone like isolated you and and stopped being friends with you which was very traumatizing to like be a part of a fun group again was so nice and this is also the time that I was like I was like oh this is the phase of my life where I'm a fake hippie like for sure (laughs) like I think Ben talked about this on his episode Ben Kling like that across the universe era where like everyone is just like oh I'm into peace and love you know like that's actually my thing I've actually always been into peace and love and (laughs) and like I'm wearing little fucking headbands like across my tiny headbands (laughs) yeah and I'm like I'm like yeah man just chill it's just it's all vibes it's all cool whatever (laughs) so 
Jacob was very much, I, I wouldn't say that Jacob was a fake hippie. I would say he's a real hippie because I think he's still this way. Um, yeah. Very laid back, very cool. I was going through his Facebook and almost every single tagged photo of him is him in an acoustic guitar. <laughs> Like literally, I could show you. It is almost every picture that rules. It was <laughs> very fun. Great, and he was like tall and lanky, and he had like this curly, um, like long brown hair, and he was very like he wasn't like a lot of the crushes that I had before, um, because he was very nice, <laughs> and he was very almost kind of like soft spoken, you know, and like mild in a really cute, like very endearing way. So I like. Fully fell in love with him. Oh, yeah. Like 14, 15, fully fell in love with him. And you found him. an authentic hippie. That's pretty rare at that age to exactly. stumble across. And he was so, he was just so pure and good. Mm-hmm. And it was one of those things that, it's isn't it fun when you're like in a group as a younger person where you're like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah we're going to this thing on Friday. And it's like, oh, yeah, who's going to be there? And it's like, oh, yeah, I think uh, Sam and Patty and Ariel and Jacob, okay, cool, I'm there. I'm there, <laughs> for sure. I'll definitely be there at Jacob's thing. Those like weird teen social groups that are mostly just kind of like almost dates, like where you're you're all awkwardly just kind of around each other yes. and like everyone splits off and there's like gossip happening while you're all there. It's uh. Especially because Patty and Sam were dating. Yeah. So that was like, they, they would already section themselves off like to an extent in a group hangout, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and we would just like do shit like go just to the beach at night, which is what you always did, and just like play music. He had this, his house on, was right on the water, which was really, really cool. Um, and had like this kind of roof thing that we would have basically little concerts at that like him and his oh, band would play music. And I remember his band's name. His band's name was Fringe, obviously. <laughs> I only now have realized how fucking funny that is. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's just so perfect for the time, you know? Uh, bad high school band names are my favorite thing in the world. Yeah. Ours yeah. had, like, three different names over the course of... We were, like, we were Mindless Mission, briefly. Amazing. Um, well, behind Yellow Lines. That was right before I got kicked out. Um, <laughs> at one point, I floated the idea of being called Angry Chicken Band, because I, I didn't really have a sense of humor yet, so I just said so, random words. Yeah, <laughs> and you're like, this works. This is edgy. Yeah. Anyways... So I fully fell in love in like such a pure way that like, I don't know, it was unique in a way that like most of my crushes would make me feel terrible about myself, mm-hmm. you know? But this was one that I didn't th- think that. Like he, because he, he was a genuinely nice person, yeah. you know? Which was rare for me because for me, I'm always like, I don't know, I, I was always, was slash probably still am looking to to be validated by someone that I think is so superior, right? Mm-hmm. And because it's like, if you are so much better than me and you don't like me, then like, it's what a fucking prize would it be to be like a special person to you? You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I, I feel that a lot. Which it's, is such a fucked up way to think about things. It very much is, but I, I sympathize 100%. Yeah, so. but Maggie was also nice. Yeah, she was She was very nice to me. Uh she was nice to me while we were friends and while we dated, it was just one of those like awkward high school relationships where I think she just wasn't particularly fond of me, but I had just been around for so long. But like, how did that transition work? You know, cause I think I tried to wear people down for sure, <laughs> you know, especially because for some reason, most of my friendships of like the teen era, it's just like, 
you are my friend. You are the person that I see all the time. Like, yeah. it, is, it is all in on this friendship. We had kind of, like, also formed, a, like, a group. It was, like, mm-hmm. her, one of her friends, and then one of my friends. And, like... Two girls, two guys? Yeah. Hell yeah. And his parents would just let us all watch movies in his, like, downstairs, like, basement area. Okay, it was yeah. the wrong age to just <laughs> set two girls and two guys, like probably 15 16 years old yeah and we would just sit down there and we would all just like wrestle like no one would make out but it was like a very weirdly sexual thing for sure like just physical contact in any way yeah it was just four virgins some of whom (laughs) like some of whom like hadn't even kissed anybody yet like just wrestling while watching american history x or something like it would be so weird that's so hot and yeah it was like very yeah unfortunately that is my fetish now that's (laughs) Um, but yeah, no. So it's like that kind of opened up the door to like, oh, now we're we're sexual adults now. <laughs> now we wrestle in basements. Yeah. Um, and so at a certain point, I think she just like I had sprouted up like six or eight inches over the course of a year. Important. Yeah, I was suddenly like way taller than I was before. I had uh, I used to grow my hair out super long. As you did in like the early 2000s, I'm, I'm assuming. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. I wanted long hair. I wanted metalhead hair, and I never got it. Uh, <laughs> my, my hair is thick, so it just thickens. Uh, it doesn't grow longer. It just starts to look more and more like a bike helmet. <laughs> uh, so I had cut that at my, at my parents. They had just begged me to cut it. And at yeah. a certain point, I buzzed it all off. And so I was suddenly taller and not greasy. And, <laughs> uh, I think that was... You're transformed. Yeah, I was a new man. And you I were was, simply a caterpillar, and now you are a butterfly. Yeah, my style had changed. I was wearing button downs uh, with just the bottom two buttons buttoned, and then a white stripes <laughs> t-shirt under it. So... I like it nailed style. That is a fucking look. Prior to that, I had worn, every day to school, I would wear one of two Punisher t-shirts that I had. Um, And if only, I was going to say like, shout out John Bernthal, but like, it wasn't John Bernthal yet. That was back when Tom Jane was the Punisher, (laughs) and I loved that movie. But also, either way, shout out John Bernthal, love of my life. I love to talk about John. He's a great guy. Don't get me started. (laughs) (laughs) I would wear that Punisher t-shirt with a big leather jacket that was my dad's. And like, I didn't have the attitude to back it up. Like, I've Mm -hmm. always just been kind of a sweet, goofy guy. And so when you dress like somebody who's going to beat somebody up and they come up to you, somebody says hello, and you're just like, oh, hey, what's up, man? Like, that's not, that doesn't mix with the way I had been dressing. Yeah. But yeah, then I I, I had changed my style. I had changed my look. And uh, I think that must have worked for her at the time. And so she, she... I remember that she had told me she was like interested in someone. She wouldn't tell me who it was. Classic. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like doing the usual thing I would do where I would try to like navigate her away from them and be like, guys like me are like right here all the time. Yeah. Uh, and I was, I was just at that age where I was like too young to tell anyone I had feelings for them. So it was just stewing for years. Yeah. And then eventually she said that it was me and she wasn't sure if we should date or not. Oh, so she's the one that. She like, told me. Yeah. I, I, I was clueless until she told me. Um, she told me over AIM, of course. Yes. Um, so then we got together and she like, wasn't sure if she wanted to date or not. Cause Wait, been... but did you freak out when she oh, told you that? I absolutely freaked out. Had you um, had, you had no suspicion at all? I had no, cause it, it had been years of mm-hmm. me like silently harboring this crush. Do you and, think like, you didn't even really try anymore or was it just kind of like, it were, had... were, you, were there any like intentional moves that you would make? You know? There had been moments in the weird basement where I had been like, oh, this is starting to feel like maybe not just playful friend stuff. Like, is it like, oh, we're sitting and we're watching a movie and like the outside of our thighs are touching or something? Yeah, you know? it, would, yeah like, it would be like... We're a little too close. Like your arm would be touching her arm and like she wouldn't move it. And no, you'd be no, like, no. Yeah. you'd just be like, oh, incredible. Like, 
I crave that again. Like one time she like put her head on my shoulder during a movie. And as a kid, like my brain just melted because I was just like, what do I do? Like, I've always wanted to be that girl that would be like, oh, I'm just like getting cozy and I'm just putting my head on your shoulder. (laughs) And like I always think about, uh, oh, God, the thing that I fantasized about for years was just like, you know, that moment in the Lizzie McGuire movie where uh, Lizzie McGuire and Gordo are sitting next to each other Ugh. on the plane to, where are they, going to Rome? Yeah, yeah, Rome. And, like, she falls asleep, and he wakes up, and, like, she's asleep on his shoulder. Do you know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah, it's a beautiful moment. So beautiful, but, like, I could never be that girl. I don't think I, I don't, I don't know why. I think I, like, didn't think I was, like, cute enough to, like, be that kind of cute <laughs> girl. <laughs> Which, what does that even mean? I don't know. Maybe I'm just, like, deeply insecure. I feel like movies gave me, like, a really unrealistic idea of love because I've always been super dramatic. Like, I yeah. have, like, I'm very much a romantic. I have, like, this big, grandiose idea of it all in my head. Yeah. And it was even worse when I was a kid. Like, now I'm an adult. I, I know how to have realistic expectations yeah. of things for the that's most part. That's because the world the world weighs you down. The world <laughs> yeah. tells you that that's not working. Yeah, exactly. But as a kid, the, there's nothing proving that it's not just like that and yeah. so I would behave very much in that big romantic way uh, like a lot and it was very cringy did you perform any gestures like that when you're during your courtship when we were together the relationship I'm trying to think of how long the two of us dated I mean the to- time is so wild it's when you so, try to think about it like yeah. back then I think because you I think it, it's also because it's like you think about it in school years you know yeah and school years used to feel eternal like, yeah and I and I, I think I, I've 16 like the actual age I'm just like I don't necessarily know yeah I I think I've said that I was 16 for like a lot of these recent ones I'm like that might not be true yeah I could tell you like sophomore year junior year senior year but like yeah the actual age I have no idea yeah um so yeah during the relationship I would like we were in journalism class together um yeah yeah yeah, it was very very sexy um (laughs) I was a photographer she was a writer it was a a forbidden romance (laughs) (laughs) or the perfect match yeah exactly (laughs) Um, so I would I would grab her stuff for her at the end of class every day and like bring it over to her. Yeah, uh, she hated that. That was like really? that was the first of several signs that this almost every high school relationship. Why do you think? Do you, th- do you think it was like because it was public or she was just she wasn't a very affectionate person. She oh. was just kind of like. I'm just not sure she had ever been fond of me. I think I just really was there for long enough where she well, was just like, well, maybe. Like, no, but if she's the one that admitted it first, there's yeah. got to be a thing. I, but I think also it's like, I assume that, you know, you build up this idea of dating so much. And then like once it happens, you know, maybe it's not everything you think it's going to be. Yeah. Or, and that like makes you retreat. I don't know. And honestly, in her defense, I was probably like a puppy dog. Like, mm-hmm. you know, looking back at it, like it was my first girlfriend and I was like trying to do all this like super nice stuff. But also like it is hard sometimes, I think, to look at somebody who just blindly hands you affection and like yeah have like a ton of respect for that because you're just like <laughs> that's, I'm like oh that's me <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's you know it's unfortunately it's it was a pattern in like relationships as I got older it was no, like something I had a, to learn I don't think it, that's a, such a good way to put it that it's uh 
respecting that, respecting someone who just blindly offers validation. Because we don't even... It's it's a little harsh just because (laughs) I know that I am that person, but that's so true. That's, that's, I don't know. Well, it's because most of us don't even respect ourselves half the time. Like we're, a lot of us are very hard on ourselves, you know, in our private moments. And so to see someone who gives you nothing but positivity, even though it's, I think, objectively a healthy thing, Mm -hmm. uh, you you kind of, your gut feeling is to reject that. It's like, who the fuck are you? What the fuck are you doing? Why are you doing this? Ugh, weird. So it was a lot of that with her. Um, And so I basically like the whole relationship, like we went on dates and stuff at the beginning. Mm -hmm. And then what kind of dates? um, I'm trying to think. I think we went to a restaurant one time. We went to go see Iron Man. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, the original Iron Man. Money. Can I uh, take your take my girlfriend out to dinner? <laughs> yeah. God, that's eleven years ago now. That's wild. <laughs> so like, yeah, my mom told us we couldn't see Juno because she thought we were gonna get ideas. Oh and, my like, god. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, I'm old enough to see it, so I can go see whatever I want. Like it was. Mom. Yeah, we'll watch that girl get pregnant. Like that's. <laughs> um, but yeah, eventually the relationship just became parking my dad's car in a a pool parking lot when it was off season and just uh-huh. making out for like four hours. Was she your first kiss? Um, no, she was not. My first kiss was uh, a girl named Annie who I went to a, a turnabout dance with sophomore year. What that the was my fuck first is a kiss. turnabout dance? It's where the girls ask the guys. It's very... Oh, okay, yeah. like a Sadie Hawkins dance. Yeah, yeah, basically. They called it turnabout. Remember that song? Sadie Hawkins dance in my khaki pants. Oh my God. I don't think I've thought about that. Girls ask the guys. It's always (laughs) a surprise. There's nothing better, baby. Do you like my sweater? God. Who's that? Uh, Is that Cartel? I'm not sure. I I know that song was on somebody's MySpace page though. (laughs) Like that was. The thing is I have it all just right there loaded, ready to go. Wait, now I just have to... No, that's Reliant K. I always get oh, that's Cartel what it was. and Reliant K I mixed had a, up. I had another big crush that loved Reliant K. And so I remember... Good Christian boys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which I did not realize. I'm sure if I was younger and I listened to Reliant K and knew that they were Christian, I'd be like, I'm sorry, I'm too punk for this. Yeah, that was like switchfoot for me. <laughs> yeah. I was just like... I was like, oh, yeah, this song about being meant to live for so much more. I thought it was like, we're going to do cool shit with our lives. And instead it was like, oh, no, like we're meant to serve Christ. I'm pretty sure it's Papa Roach that that just reminded me of. Is he religious? No, I don't think so. Oh my God, that would have blown my mind. Okay, Scars. That song by Papa Roach, Scars, in like third grade was my everything. Which, (laughs) I mean, I was going through some real shit in third grade. Like, it was bad. Um, But I would just listen to it and like cry and it's just like what is it the scars remind us that the past is real tear my heart open just to feel <laughs> i'm like yes and then and then it goes into the verse it's like drunk and i'm feeling down and I'm like <laughs> little third grade me is just like yeah <laughs> true <laughs> Oh God, we were into such, like, I love that just, that that music is so, and we'll get back to music later, but just since we're here, the music is just so potently, like that era, so potently like emotional that it's just like, you can, it is irreplaceable for me. I cannot wait for people to start making period pieces about the 20, like the late 
2000s. You're looking at her. I'm uh, going to do it. Please do it. Because it's so important to me. Just when they do that establishing scene of all the kids at high school and mm. then they play some song you kind of had forgotten existed and you're like, that's the time right there. Like That's, that's... like all the shit that I love to listen to now. I think now that I don't have to like legally listen to podcasts every second of my life because I don't write for Podmas anymore. I'm just like, yeah, I'm going to listen to all that shit. <laughs> I'm going to like, I don't know why. I think I'm just going through a, a personal probably crisis. <laughs> and this is what really gets me going. Anyways, um, what, what were you saying? Um, we were talking about... Uh, oh, how we used to make out in cars all the time. Yes, that okay, was so our... you, you did have your first kiss uh, with a girl that you went... To yeah, a dance to a with. dance with, and then how old um, were you? I think I would have been like thirteen or fourteen. <laughs> Lucky. <laughs> yeah, I was like pretty like for a guy that ran in the circles I ran in, which was mostly landing Warcraft three and playing Magic the Gathering. It was a pretty early first kiss. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we, but I had I had not like made out a lot before. I had had yeah. like those very with chaste, tongue. yeah, exactly, <laughs> like very chaste teen kisses where it's just a little quick peck and then you both get nervous and walk away. Yeah. Uh, so this was like the first time where I was like really making out, and so like that was we just did it all the time. That was just eventually became the only thing we did. We, I told my dad we went to see the movie Twenty One like three times because <laughs> I could <laughs> Is never that the one with Jim Sturgis. Yeah, where he counts cards. Well, speaking <laughs> speaking of across the universe, what a connection! It's a big Sturgis day for oh. us. Honestly, I tweeted about this the other day. Like, where is Jim Sturgis? Like, what's his deal? Where is he at? He He's just underground. Yeah, he was good, very charming. Yeah, um, I'm so jealous you got to make out with your crush because I never got to make out with my crush, Jacob. You guys didn't make out? No, it was really sad. So I was like, and and I think a part of the reason that I was having trouble finding because I can usually find messages in which I'm like talking about the crush mm-hmm. to my friend or something. Um, I think part of the reason I couldn't find a lot of that was because I would just talk to my mom about it all the time. <laughs> I would just be like, mom. Because I, I felt like he was a good crush that made sense for me, mm-hmm. you know? Like, he wasn't a crush that made me feel bad about having a crush on him. He was really, really sweet, and we got along really well. And speaking of blind validation, I did find this little piece of Facebook content where I found... so. One of the like the big sad moments for me was we spent New Year's Eve together, like me and that whole group. Mm-hmm. And um, we were at Jacob's house and they were playing music, which I think I have pictures because they're so funny. Oh, my God. I'll find them later. Whatever. Uh, they were playing like music. His band was playing on the roof and we were all hanging out. Oh, important too. This is the first time I started smoking weed, which if you've listened to the podcast, you know, I'm not like, I was not not a huge stoner, but when I was with this group of friends, for sure. The hippies. Yeah. Yeah. So I started smoking weed. I remember the best thing. I wonder if she'll get mad at me. Whatever. (laughs) So me and Patty, uh, you know, who's my aunt, uh, we started, you know, smoking with, cause Sam was a huge stoner and Jacob was a stoner, obviously all those people, uh, and we like guitar s- jacob smoked weed no yeah, way he did um we all like smoked together and and we smoked and we and we drank for the first time together and me and patty had both never done that and this is probably like 15 uh and patty got really emotional she started like crying and she was like rebecca go away i don't want you to see me like this and like <laughs> It was the best shit ever. There was, like, her mascara was just falling down her face. She's just like, because 
she, you know, we're like best friends and equals, you know, but she still has that thing where she's my aunt, which is just like a weird, funny dynamic where she's yeah. like, I, I just don't want you to see me like this, Rebecca, like go away. And I'd just be like, well, what's wrong? And she would just go off with Sam and I'm like, whatever, I'll stay with Jacob and, and company. Like, it's cool. Um, so we all like drank a little bit and like smoked at his house on New Year's. And for me, I'm thinking like, oh man, New Year's, you know, like. This could be people it. kiss. Yeah, it's part of it. That's the whole thing. And we had previously all hung out. And I mean, it's it's just the classic Miami thing that we would do, which is just you know you walk down Lincoln, you just walk down Lincoln Road on the beach. That's it. You maybe get fucking ice cream. Like that's really all you do. Um, and I remember once we were actually walking down Lincoln and we went into this like gallery uh, thing, and for some reason this will always stick with me. I snort laughed in front of him, which like I don't do often, but I fully snorted. And I was like, of course I would do that in front of Jacob. Of course <laughs> I would snort in front of him. But then I'm like, but maybe he thought it was cute. Maybe he thought it was endearing. The level of scrutiny we put ourselves under at that age is incredible. Like every little motion, every action, like, you know, I've been an anxious person person since I was like a kid and so mm -hmm. it was like even worse when I was like at that age because I was like still just figuring out how to like deal with it and so it was like everything was just yeah. under a microscope it's it's weird because I've never considered my this is the thing I've actually been thinking about a lot lately is that it's just like I've never considered myself a an quote-unquote anxious person you mm -hmm. know um but then I take a look at like my actual behavior and like the things that I do. I'm like, oh no, there's stuff festering for sure that I just like have not confronted in any real way, you know, like, and, and, and I, I'm not about to be like self-diagnosing myself with anything, but I'm like, oh, there are things that I do that are like, maybe, I don't know what people do if this is quote unquote normal or not, you know, but it's funny when you're a teen. Um, Cause it's like, what are the chances that Jacob, uh, however many years later, uh, remembers that I snorted, snort laughed in front of him when we were in a <laughs> yeah. gallery on Lincoln Road? But now like, it's just in your head forever. It's like. a moment that is there. And like, I don't know why. It's so crazy, especially because he wasn't like, he was by far the least judgmental of my crushes, probably. Like, he really was like a very nice, cool, free spirit, you mm -hmm. know? So, like, why would that stay with me? But um, it does. And we all hung out New Year's. And then we, I remember, um, I have pictures that are so funny. Oh, let's see. Because every single picture in these group pictures are, uh, this is, oh, it was so cute. <laughs> are like, we are standing next to each other in every single one. Oh, that's, that's me, so funny. That's Jacob. It's all about proximity. Like that's me. That's Jacob. <laughs> like every single photo from this night. You is... feel like if you can stand close to them, like it might change the circumstances in yeah. some way. Like they'll notice like, me. We're like... Well, it's like oh, we're having. We're all walking on the beach because we went out onto the beach, um, and it's like oh no, we're all walking as a group. But like I am having this private conversation. This is a night for like me and Jacob to be talking, and like this is look at me emphatically talking to him. I'm like telling some story <laughs> or something. Um, it's oh, insane. That's so funny. And it's what's funny about him is like he wasn't like a huge stud or something, you know? Like he was just a guy, but that I thought was really cute for some reason. But it was more like oh, what I used to say. What I used to say. I remember saying this to my mom and like other people. Um, which I just remember this, is that 
Like I wasn't necessarily hugely attracted to him physically, but like my heart was in love with him. Like on an emotional, like my heart and my brain yeah. has like a huge crush on him and is mm. so attracted to him, you know, because I'm just like, I want to be around you. I want to hear you t say things, you know? Yeah. And that, and, and that's like what made, made it so pure, you know? Yeah. Like fe having feelings for people at any feeling in general at that age is like amplified to the millionth degree, mm -hmm. but like, especially romantically, like looking at a person as though they could do no wrong and like could never like hurt you in any way. Like yeah. you're just kind of like, wow, like, I'm in awe of this person and everything they could be. Because it's so new. Yeah, because, you know? well, you haven't realized that people are people yet, and so, like, the yeah. idea of a flawless person is still, like, <laughs> a, an option in your mind. I would uh, probably say that I thought Jacob was flawless up until uh, yesterday when he didn't respond to that message that up. I sent. Pretty fucked up, Jacob. Yeah. So New Year's, whatever, we all, it was like we were counting down. And this is actually, I think, before we went out onto the beach. I think we were, he had like this yard in front of his house. And then like there was a barrier where the, there, there was like cement or something. It's hard to describe that we would like sit on this block of cement. And like right below that would be the water. So there was like a field, like, like some, some grass in front of his house. And we all ran out of the house like when we were counting down the new year, and just so hippie, like, so, 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 like, 2011 across the universe, we all, like, uh, stood in a circle and, like, held hands. I remember, I'm like, oh, my God, oh, I'm man. next to him. <laughs> I'm holding his hand. This <laughs> never happens. And it was just, like, three, two, one, happy new year. And then, and then Patty and Sam kiss. Good for them because oh, they're dating. No. And then, and then we, I, I, I remember we just kind of like turned to each other and it was like, yeah, happy <laughs> new year. And I was, I mean, I don't know. I didn't make a move. I didn't like make a physical move where it's like, now we're going to kiss, you know? Yeah. But I don't know. I don't know why I, ex I don't think I even expected it, but I was like, this would be perfect if this happened. Yeah. You know, but it didn't. And like it. It was another one of those moments that, which I've had a lot of, and I think maybe it just, maybe I've just bottled things up a lot, <laughs> but like I'll have moments like that where I'm like, okay, I'm going to go run over to the water for a second and just like take some deep breath. Like, oh no. <sighs> okay. I'm good. I'm good. Go back. You know, like it's welling, it's welling and yeah. I'm pushing it back down. Um, but I, I saw some pictures like those there are pictures from like that night uh there's this picture uh where he commented it's just like his profile for the for the listener yeah <laughs> and he said something like he commented on the facebook picture and was like he was like haha i look insane in this one or something like that and look at like what a crazy bitch i am not bitch he's like haha i look insane in this one and then i go <laughs> This picture shows off your nose quite well, smiley face. Uh -huh. what, the fuck? what the fuck am I trying to say? Oh my god! And he's like my nose slash hair slash half eye, half eye, he he. And I'm like, I'm like, you forgot ear. And then like the big smiley face with the D. Oh man! Like I was so desperate to like really get in there with anything, <laughs> yeah. just to be like, no, I think it's good. I think you look great. Also, I was going through his Facebook. I am 
like 80% sure I took this old profile picture of him. It is a picture from his band from a concert and it's a fisheye lens. And I'm like, I had a fisheye mm-hmm. lens. I'm pretty sure I took this picture, <laughs> which um, special. That's a special thing. Yeah. Um, he hasn't forgotten you. I don't know, man. It was just, I, it was so, it's so crazy. Cause it's like, I remember such intense feelings, but I don't think we ever hung out like one-on-one. You can like, create a whole narrative in your head at that age like you can kind of be participating in this relationship without the other person really knowing yeah like these initial crushes I feel like are so intense and like I think they're some of my like original crushes from like middle school and high school probably had no idea that I had any sort of crush on them because half of them I didn't even talk to yeah which I mean I think you're so self-absorbed in a way when you're younger but I mean probably still are like I'm still this way where it's like there's no way they don't know you know yeah of course they know but that's also assuming they're thinking about you in any way (laughs) they're noticing things that you do like that's not that's not really necessarily always the case but I do wonder I'm like why why didn't we were I don't know I wonder if I like made moves if I could have worn him down like you did yeah (laughs) it was uncharacteristically confident of me I think to to be making moves in in that Mm -hmm. regard like it was up until that point I had been very much like a like stay kind of you know sort of friends with crushes maybe Mm -hmm. talk to them a little bit but usually it was just kind of like from afar being like ah she's super cute and then, like, imprinting, it, you know, in my head, like, pe- personality traits that I wouldn't even know if she yeah, had or yeah. not. I'd be like, yeah, she's probably super funny, too. And like, <laughs> I'd be she's like, probably so funny. You have no idea if they're funny or not. And it's Just the way her hair does this one thing, I'm pretty sure she's very funny. I'm pretty sure she's hilarious. Do you want to hear my our first um, <laughs> Facebook message? Uh, I absolutely do, yes. So bad. So bad, so bad, so bad. I first message 6.56 p.m., Smiley face. Wow, super good hook, Rebecca. Then then 7.03 p.m., knock, knock. And then he goes at 12.25 a.m. Now, who could that be knocking on my virtual door? And then, wow, I was up so late. And then me, 5.24 a.m. It's, <laughs> it's so embarrassing. It's your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Nah, I wish. What? <laughs> what does that mean? What does that mean, Oh my god, that's oh my awesome. God. And then he didn't answer that. <laughs> that's that's fucking it. So maybe I didn't try hard enough. I don't know. But it's tough. It is. It's so it's so funny because I, I remember feeling so heartbroken, even though he did nothing to me. <laughs> yeah. Truly nothing to me. I had a lot of those. Like I picked Maggie to talk about because there's the most story there, but there were so many like mm-hmm. crushes I had where it was just like, oh, this girl's awesome. And then she would start dating somebody else, and I'd be like, how could you do this to me? Yeah, like of it's all a personal people. attack. Me, your acquaintance, Dan. Like that's <laughs> the person you've seen like maybe like twice a week in this one class. Yeah, you know something. that guy dealing with an acne problem from the other side of the classroom. <laughs> how could you do it to him? Like just like. Oh man. So what ended up happening with Maggie? How did that fade out, or did or, or was it a? Break? Uh, it was a. Okay, so the ending is that, and the ending is how one of my like songs ended up on that list. Cool, yeah. Uh, so basically, like we, the relationship turned from like going on dates to just making out in a parking lot. It was more. And at this time, are you stoked about it? I'm very stoked about it because I'm a I'm a teenage boy, yeah. and it's you know, just classic 1950s heavy petting all the time is yeah. super you know super exactly what I was into at that point. I was just mm-hmm. like, yeah, this is great, like this is perfect. And then at some point. 
we had made plans like my parents were go out we're, we're gonna go out of town and she Ooh. was like gonna come over and i was like i don't know what could happen man and, and how long how long has this lasted so far? This it was summer by then, and we got together in like the winter. So it's probably been like five or six months at Damn. this point. Yeah. So for high school, like this is honestly for my current relationships, that's like a pretty no. <laughs> pretty yeah, I was long gonna say one. that's uh. Yeah, it's, it's so like five or six months at this point, and uh, she has on multiple occasions by this point said that she's just like not really sure she's like into me. She just like <laughs> she was literally one time she was like sometimes I just like wonder like why I'm doing this. Oh my God. And I was just, yeah. And I was just like, for sure, for sure, for sure. But like, let's keep doing it though. Let's make out though. Yeah. And like it, it became the first of many times I would, you, I'm very persuasive, I guess. So I would make, make a good case for our, our dating. And Uh she'd be like, here are all my qualities. Yeah. She'd be like, well, it makes sense. So I guess, yeah, let's keep going. You're already here. (laughs) She was like actively talking to a guy she went to camp with. Oh, well, you know she was in love with him. He lived on a ranch. Oh, my God. And his name was Weston. And it was just. Camp boy, you know there's hard feelings. I would get so. I would be like, I'd be like, camp guys are crazy. You only get to see him for one week, so you get the best version of that. It was like, I was. I had rants about people from camp at that yeah. age, just because of this one dude who was probably like a fine dude. Yeah. And so like they but were still. they were texting all the time and it was like making that's me... emotional cheating. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I which felt... is probably worse in my opinion. Yeah, I felt very <laughs> not okay about it. Um, and so eventually, like this weekend comes, she's gonna come over. And I'm like, who knows what could happen this weekend, man? And she invites me over to like hang out with her and her cousin at her house. Uh, and dumps me right before this like weekend where we we're all supposed to like where we were where she was supposed to come over, and she's like she comes outside she's like uh, maybe we could go on like a walk or something. Uh oh. And I I bum, know bum, I'm bum. like yep that's it that's it man it's over. And so she like she breaks up with me and it's like pretty amicable. I don't how, yeah how does she do it? She's just like I feel like maybe we should break up and I like <laughs> it, it just like hits me like a ton of bricks. I was just like oh boy like this is not great. Yeah. Uh, I like I, I was just kind of like yeah like. Maybe not though, and like there, it was clear that I wasn't going to be able to persuade my way out of this one. Like yeah. she had made up her mind, and so she talked about how she still wanted to be friends, and I was like, "Yeah, Classic. for sure, I can do that." <laughs> uh, I'm definitely not at all ruined right now emotionally. I'm, I definitely can immediately be friends. Um, and so like we walked around, and at the end of the conversation, it seemed like we had landed at a point where we were we were gonna be okay. Like she went back in to watch the movie with her cousins and them. Mm-hmm. And uh, I get in my car, and I, I roll down my dad's car. I don't have a car. <laughs> I get in my dad's car, and I roll down the windows. And oh, yeah. uh, the White Stripes album, Icky Thump, has just come out. And Perfect. so I blast the song, You Don't Know What Love Is, You Just Do As You're Told, as I peel out and drive away. <sighs> and, Should we listen to it Oh, my God, yes, let's, please. Let's score, let's score this, this story. Keep in mind, I was completely acting out what I thought I was accusing her of doing, because I was... <laughs> I was, in fact, the one who did not know what love was and was literally just acting out because I thought that's what you do when you get dumped. Oh, I can see it. Is there anything better than being so sad with your windows down in a car driving? Oh, my God. It's one of the things I miss the most about Miami is driving yeah. like, in my car. That's what I've been loving about L.A. so far is, like, yeah. it's just it's constant good weather, so I can always drive with the windows down. This I don't think – this is a interesting pick, though, because, I mean – this is it's pretty upbeat. Like exactly. the song is essentially Jack White like telling some girl that like, you know, she doesn't understand their relationship and then she's wrong to have, you know, like yeah. been with him and like doesn't understand him or love in you know, in general. I wrote down a lyric. Which lyric did I wrote write down? Um 
that connected with me at least. Yeah. Oh, you just keep on repeating all those empty I loves you I love yous until you say you deserve better. Oh. Yeah. So it's he writes a great upbeat song for recently dumped guys. Yeah. Which, like because he loves blues and he loves all that and like blues and country and all that mm-hmm. is just dudes who've been dumped real hard. Like Did you cry. Uh, I think I cried. I, I went immediately uh, to my friend's house. Uh, oh. And just laid on the couch and stared at the ceiling for a while. Oh. I don't think I cried. In, I think I cried when I went home. Yeah. Because then my I texted my parents about it, and I was just like, "Yeah, she broke up with me. I'm at Jad's house." Like, and so oh. when I got home, I think I like broke down because you know that like it's it happens with babies even where, where your parents can like look at you in a way where they know you're sad and it makes oh, you totally. know you're sad. Even if I just call my mom and like I will have been thinking about the like a thing that I you, you know I've been thinking about a thing and then I call her to talk to her about it and then I'm crying yeah. even just over the phone like I will the, the, all of the crying that I've h- held in for like weeks will just be like and then I just don't know what else <laughs> yeah. to do mom. so it was definitely one of those like yeah. it was it was over and so I in classic teenage boy fashion uh, crafted a like a, a letter to her like some sort of yes. thing just basically kind of like a fuck you I'm gonna be fine and like Ooh. I severed the friendship very hard um, oh, no. in a very I, I was pretty mean and I was just like what did you say? I, I forget the I wish I like had it but it was all I sent it over AIM like so I it's, <laughs> Crafted a yeah, I wish I had like handed her a letter or something like a real dork, a but yeah. yeah, I just I was like, oh, well, let's see if she's online so I can really drop oh this my down. God. I, the thesis of it was basically like, you've been you know my friend for so long, and so I have all these memories of you, and now that we're not together, all those memories suck and hurt to think about, and I was, and I was just like, I don't want any more of them, <gasps> and like and so she got super upset, like a person would when someone writes you yeah. a targeted sad letter. Uh, and so she's a little traumatizing. Yeah, yeah. It was it was very rude of me, I think, to do to someone who had been my friend for years. But yeah, that's that's I mean, that's the thing that sucks about it. Yeah, because, you know, it was one of my first like female friendships and we mm-hmm. were like super close. And I even I remember trying to like mend it up in college a couple of years later. But she was just kind of like she was always very direct. And she was, you still had the rest of high school with her. No. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. so journalism class got super awkward because <laughs> she became my editor in chief and I became a photo editor. So we were like both in positions of power, but she had slightly more than me uh. so to be a dick I would photoshop myself into different photos in the newspaper uh, I would like, fucking get so annoyed it, yeah I would make myself like translucent you could only see me if I told you where I was but then I would proceed to tell everyone that I had made it yet again into what the issue what a sneaky dick move yeah. I mean it's funny it was funny <laughs> at the time and it was yeah it was it was rude again because she also was just working genuinely very hard yeah. like she wanted to do this stuff for a living and like you know, she's just trying to live her life as a career woman. Yeah, she was trying to enjoy this position of power that she had earned over the course of years. She's taking a break from romance. <laughs> yeah. You know, she's Focusing on, on herself. Her yeah. <laughs> and so, uh, so Did yeah. Did that friend group dissolve? Uh, kind of. Um, as we got a little that's older. That's always very, very tricky and dangerous, I think. Suddenly drinking got involved in our social lives just um, a little bit. I only drank like two or three times in, through all of high school. Um mm-hmm. And the first time I drank was actually the weekend she was supposed to come over to my house when my parents were out of town. Instead, my buddies came over and they had procured a bottle of Perfect. vodka. Yeah. And everybody got drunk and cried. <laughs> you're drunk and you're feeling down and you just want to be alone. My friend got drunk and he starts weeping and he just goes, when I was a kid, I threw a rock in a pond and it killed a duck. <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, in my head, I was... Little bros getting emotional <laughs> yeah. together. In my head, I'm just like, I thought I was going to lose my virginity this weekend. 
Yeah, I was going to say, like, that sounds like a sex situation. And maybe that's why. Maybe that's why. Maybe she realized, like, that's... She was like, oh, I don't want to have sex right now. Yeah. Well, the thing was, I was like, with all that stuff, she was very much leading the way. Like, Mm -hmm. she, you know, she knew what she wanted, and I didn't want to, like, push too hard because I was worried she'd break up with me if I, like, recommended something she wasn't ready for yet. Yeah. And so she, she, anytime she wanted to move to another level, she would kind of have to tap me on the shoulder and be like, hey, let's do this. And, like, I'd be like, yeah, sure, let's do it. Maybe Um, she, she, like... Well, did she did she prompt that like her coming over? Uh, um, I tried to set it up, so okay. I think it might have been clear what I was trying to do. Because yeah. the thing is, is like what strikes me is just like the abruptness, like the timeline of it. It's like maybe she thought she was ready, and then like actually faced with the weekend, she's like, "Oh no, I back out." No, actually, I think I know. I talked because I used to be friends with her cousin too, because she and her cousin were like very close friends. Mm-hmm. And I think I had mentioned something about like being in love with her to her cousin. Oof. <laughs> like like an idiot because then her cousin of course is going to tell her Duh. that and she is well, already you knew. yeah I knew and Come she'd on. already said this on multiple occasions that she's not that fond of me <laughs> so, like, <laughs> so okay this is why would you stay why did you stay even though she expressed that I mean I guess there's the obvious thing like you're a teenage boy whatever yeah I mean there was the obvious like sexual aspect where I was like mm-hmm. I'm getting to explore you know sex stuff in a way that like you know I had not prior to this and so mm-hmm. there's that aspect but I honestly I don't think that was the part that really like drew me in as much because like I said like I am very much like a romantic type mm-hmm. uh, and like I had like made out with people before her like you know it wasn't like all 100% new to me it was yeah. just like I had known her for so long and created this idealized version of her in that my you'll just head. put up with anything for that yeah or? well I kept thinking and this mentality unfortunately like persists into adulthood That's for me why we do this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I think like I I kept thinking that if I did something different or if I did the right thing or said the right thing mm-hmm. or behaved in just the way she needed me to she would suddenly transform into that person mm, yeah, and, yeah, like, yeah you'd win that affection and then yeah like, and suddenly she would be like this person that I had kind of imagined in my head who she never was. Like, you yeah. know, that person doesn't really exist because it's, you know, a projection I had created, essentially. It's so hard when it's like, especially when you are seeing someone like like at school or something, you're seeing someone in like a time and place. And then, I mean, yeah, I mean, you, you have dates, whatever you hang out. But there's so much like that time compared to the weight of the time that you are alone being able to come up with all of these ideas about yeah. someone. It's like totally unbalanced. This is pre-phones, too. So mm-hmm. it's like you couldn't drown your brain in a phone like you can now. Like, you know, I would just be sitting alone with my thoughts all day long. And you're and not like, having like an oversaturation of that person either. So yeah. it leaves all that like mystery like just just space to be creative about yeah. how you want to think about that and it had just been so long like I had known her since my freshman year of high school and yeah. she had been kind of this main person I had a crush on that almost that entire time and so like I think to to admit that that wasn't working was to like basically say that all that time spent pining waste. after her was yeah like a waste of yeah. time because you think very much in like you know black and white at that age where mm-hmm. you're like this was either a complete waste of time or perfect and like you yeah. know, again, adulthood fills in gray areas and like makes it easier to be a person. But uh, it is hard with like with high school because I mean, I think you. I this was me, and like I said, I I would go all in with these people, you know. Because mm-hmm. but I think I'm also just like as a person, very. Ooh, I'm knocking my mic all over the place. Yeah. <laughs> um, very like obsessive in a way that it's like I I I really um just like envelop myself in the experience of like every person. Like I want to know every aspect, you know, I like care to a fall, all that shit. So it's crazy to think that like, at least when I was in high school and probably now too, like 
puts putting so much energy into someone like emotional mm. energy and just and maybe that's i'm sure that's like fucking unhealthy to an extent like yeah like i should have other outlets <laughs> but but then but those people are, are so insanely important to you and then it's like what do you do when that's over yeah. you know it's it's hard to think about but then I, I i also look back and it's like oh man i have so many people like that and it doesn't and it's almost like how did i have how did I fit all of those like life scarring moments into like four years of high school? <laughs> yeah, know? right. Like, like how many best friends I went through, or like you know, just intense relationships. Yeah, you know? you're like three or four different people in high school. I feel like you're trying yeah. on different personalities like crazy. It was, uh, and yeah, I don't know. It's it, it's just very weird at that age because yeah, you do basically set up the building blocks for like what your relationship stuff is gonna be moving forward. Do you think it really did follow you? Um. I think, yeah, I think, honestly, it did. I think my mentality from that, uh, it's obviously, I don't think it's directly the same. Like, I'm not walking around like a puppy dog with anyone I date right now. Mm-hmm. But I feel like I do idealize people a lot. I feel like I do see a version of them that maybe isn't consistent with who they're being. Mm-hmm. Um, also, like, I have extended relationships that should not have been extended just because I was very, like, convincing like Mm -hmm. my dad would joke when I was a kid and we'd get in arguments he'd be like you should be a fucking lawyer like (laughs) because I was really good at can like basically making something that everyone knew wasn't logical make sense and Mm. so I've done that in the context of relationships and prolonged stuff that probably should have ended with that argument but you know I would find a way to be like but no like maybe we maybe if we figure this out then you know this will click into place or whatever which is hard It's, it's tricky though because it's like that could be a good quality to like to an extent, because I feel like I know people who give up on relationships prematurely when it's like, oh, yeah. this, there was just this one hard aspect or the person wasn't like, uh, you know, willing to put in the effort to work on this one thing, you know, and then you prematurely end something that could have been great, you know, so that could be a good quality to have. Yeah. If you're not being a crazy person. About it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've Dan. had to like temper it for sure. Like I, uh, because I definitely have always been the type where I'm like I'm willing to like put the work in in a mm-hmm. relationship because like I get that they are hard, uh, but I do sometimes think I also don't quite. Uh, I I have like a bit I've been doing about this where it's like a, a relationship ending is like finding out your cat's been dead for two weeks. And it's like, <laughs> I think yeah. sometimes I have I have trouble declaring the cat dead, and yeah. uh, so I think like that was one aspect of it where it was just like oh like. I was a young high school kid who had just grown six inches and figured out not to have hair that long. Uh, you know, <laughs> I could have dated somebody else like I would have, you know, but I think it was back then I, you know, I had the usual teen confidence stuff where I didn't see myself as a viable, you know, yeah. person to date anyone other than this one person I had found. Yeah. That's another thing that does follow me, though, is not to say that I settle with guys that I have a crush on, but as far as the guys that I really have crushes on to this day, it's always like, Am I attracted to them? Sure. Like, fine. Not like insanely attracted to them, but they're, but they're so smart and they're so funny and whatever. Yeah. And like, there's part of it that's like, I can give myself credit and be like, oh no, yeah, I'm just like not superficial or whatever, you know? Yeah. But that's also, I think, giving myself too much credit. Mm-hmm. I think it's just kind of ingrained in me to, I don't know. I don't know if I allow myself to expect like the quote unquote, total package or whatever you know because it's like usually if I'm super super attracted to someone I think they're like totally hot it's like if anything happens it's gonna be a hookup and I probably they're probably not super interesting to me yeah but the ones that really fucking like 
get to me are usually I'm like, I, I think it takes a little bit of convincing in my head to be like, no, yeah, you're attracted to him. You're attracted for sure. You think they're hot. They're a hot person. You know, I still haven't found that like the, I haven't had those experiences where it's like, oh, these are checking both of the boxes for me, you know, yeah. which is hard because then once when you have to convince yourself that you're attracted to someone Hooking up with that person's like never gonna be good. Yeah, and if you're selling yourself on it, like exactly. Just but just like how there's the other version of it, which I had a lot with uh, this guy Alex that I talked about in the episode with David Anthony, which is that it's like, oh, you're super attractive. I'm like attracted to you on a physical level, and I have to like try and convince myself I'm intrigued by you at all, you know, yeah. as a person. But, Separating yeah. that that physical attraction from like what you actually need as a person to feel like loved and appreciated is super difficult because it's like yeah. the part of your brain that does sexual attraction is so like instinct based and it's like there's weird biology at play mm-hmm. like it's just like it, it feels more scientific whereas then there's this subjective thing where it's like oh well what do I need do I even know what I need like do I even know like what type of person would be good for me yeah like uh <laughs> I had a do you uh, do therapy at all? I need to go back. I haven't done therapies probably since I was like 16. And uh-huh. I call my mom and she's like, shut up. Stop talking to me. Go to a therapist. And I'm like, okay, I will. <laughs> so I'm I'm planning on it. It's so bad that I, I haven't uh, done it. I highly recommend it. it. I like it a lot. Um, I've been with a therapist for like eight months or so now. Mm-hmm. And uh, she, we like stumbled on something where it's just like one of those moments where you're like, oh, geez, there, there's the thing. Like that's the, yeah. the root problem. She was like, it seems like you only like relationships that are incredibly complicated. Oh, yeah. Thrive on that. And I was just like, yeah. like." And she was like, it's kind of like your brain just wants to be doing a puzzle all Mm. the time. And I was like, yeah, uh, 100%. Like that's, and I think that it goes back to that relationship. Convincing and yeah. Just trying to like make this thing that's not working work because it feels like such a rush when it does for yeah, like Yeah, do you seconds. feel like it's, if, if it's not taking that much effort, it's boring? Yeah, no, anytime a relationship has been cut and dry where it's like, oh, here's a person that really likes you and there's nothing complicated about it. Mm-hmm. My brain's just like, the fuck is this? Let's get out of here, pal. Like, and then, you know, yeah. and then I, I, panic and tend to like not return their affections and like yeah totally yeah I I thrive on like conflict and complication and I think I I I get I get that thing where it's like you kind of recoil when someone is just like open about that the fact that they like you yeah which is so stupid obviously but I think like I'm so conditioned in a way to feel like oh if you're returning my affection it's probably because you just want to hook up with me, mm. which is like a very jaded way to think about things. But also like, I mean, makes sense for like the experiences that I had, like in those formative years, you yeah. know, especially there is this thing. I briefly talked about this with, with Ashley, um, but I didn't really get into it that much. Like if you, cause I, it's so, it's so hard to talk about without being like, eh, I'm not like the other girls, <laughs> you know? Um, but there is a thing where it's like, if you are just like, a nice guy who like doesn't have all this shit you know or you're or if you're like not an artsy boy or like a comedy boy or something like you don't have this this other sort of easily pinnable like layer about you like if you're just a nice fucking cute white boy (laughs) and you like me I'm like I don't get it yeah I don't get how this works you know well it's uh 
I, I actually, I've thought about that a lot recently mm-hmm. because uh, I think I dated somebody in the past who like definitely wouldn't, we didn't have like a ton in common, but like she had kind of like been through some stuff not too long ago that had like kind of upset an otherwise like very normal mm-hmm. life. And like I have also, you know, experienced my fair share of weird stuff along the way. As like just this idea of like once you like encounter those like deeper issues that kind of make you be introspective in a way that you don't really have to be if things are mm-hmm. easy for you. Yeah. Uh, I think once that happens to you, it kind of like pushes you into a different sector of like the dating world because you're you're not just like a, a surface level person anymore. And yeah. It's, which isn't to call anybody uncomplicated. I, I hate over like. Well, because that's the thing. It's like. I mean, I think a lot of it comes down to, in in many different ways, like not only in dating, that it's like, if you, and it's so, it it almost makes it weirdly competitive, where it's like, if you haven't been through like a certain amount of trauma or something, like, I don't know how to relate to you on a person to person level, you know? You want to, yeah, you want to find another cracked vessel. But at the same time, you should, we like, we should not be like comparing tragedies, you know yeah. what I mean? Well, I think I, I'm not even sure that's what it's like because it never feels like, yeah, like let's compare mm-hmm. our shit, like what, let's compare what's wrong with us. It's more just like, like I'm gonna make weird jokes about death and mortality yeah. because I think about it all the time. And it's like if someone, you know, I, I've been out with people who've been like kind of off put by like sometimes like a darker sense of humor or something Mm -hmm. like that and I don't even consider myself that dark of a person but it's just like the uh, addressing certain things for some people is just kind of like a no-go like there's a a type of person that just like humor stops at a certain point Mm -hmm. and it's you know when it gets too personal then it starts to like weird people out a little bit but then but then what's like like it, it, it it's potentially good to have connections with people that like share that similar like you know, vein of understanding about a certain thing, a certain aspect of the world. You yeah, know? yeah. But then I think, like, what happens to me a lot of the time is I just go full circle and I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm attracted to this, like, fucked up guy. <laughs> yeah. And he's calling me at three in the morning and he's, like, really drunk or whatever. You know, I'm yeah. like, I feel so important. Yeah. <laughs> there, There is always, too, that, like, that instinct to like want to like fix people or Mm -hmm. like to help people because it feels good to like help people and make them feel better it's my whole shit yeah and then you just end up like wailing on yourself like trying to help this other person at a certain point you're like oh i've made my life terrible (laughs) and i think that's the thing that i liked about jacob a lot was Mm -hmm. because i mean he was very very nice and like and just like a good seeming person but there was kind of almost a little bit of a quiet sadness about him. Yeah. But in a way that wasn't like volatile, you know, it was more just like, I don't know, you probably sit and you think about the world and like, you're like a free spirit hippie, but there is like a little bit of a shyness, you know, that is intriguing to me. You know? Yeah. Like, cause I, don't know. I can't have that harsh feelings towards him. Cause he really did nothing to wrong me, but I, there's got to be co- a correlation between like that being probably one of my like purest crushes until like di- almost directly after that being like I'm gonna make out with anybody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe kind of just feeling like fed up almost, just like. Yeah, it's it's crazy. It's crazy how like just those tiniest of tiniest of like relationships can really set something off in you. Yeah. It's cause the big long ones, sometimes they don't really, you'll just be like, yeah, that happened. And you know, it sucked when it was over and Mm -hmm. you know, it was hard at this point and fun at this point, but like, yeah, they don't 
leave as deep a mark as sometimes these short little fling things. Like you can have a very intense emotional experience with somebody just in like a month or two. Yeah. Anyways, do you have any closing thoughts on Maggie? Um, trying to think. I mean, I hope she's doing well if she somehow stumbles on this. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's about it, I guess. It was pretty. Would you, would you consider her your first, your, your first love? Probably. Yeah, yeah. I, I would say it's pretty accurate. First love. And honestly, I did. I didn't mention, but like, good friend to to relationship is truly my dream. So congratulations. Oh yeah, that's you know if if it were to happen again as an adult, I'd be like stoked to have like a good friend transition into. <sighs> A couple things. Because then you already know how to hang out with each other. Exactly. And you don't have to go on the weird first date and explain yourself. How much easier. Yeah, I'm I'm like, I'm not trying to start, like, A, forcing someone to, like, get to know me, and then B, convincing them that those things are good and that they like them. Or, like, just, like, yeah, like, those those early things you bring up in a relationship as, like, signifiers, like, actually, I'm cool. Here's this (laughs) fact about me. Like Yeah, (laughs) like... By the way, here's an aspect of my personality that I think you'll find a bit intriguing. Yeah, and like <laughs> presenting it as though it's organic, even though you know, like, oh, this is, you know, we've been talking for a little bit. Is that surprising to you that I do this? Well, I'm pretty complicated. Yeah, time for me to mention that I've been to Norway. Like, that's, you know. <laughs> yeah, super chill, super chill. Yeah, oh, I just casually mentioned that during conversation yeah, all the time. It's, it's fine. So we talk about, I, and yeah, Jacob, that's, that's basically that story. Um, my heart aches for him. I still feel... If I watch Amer- across the universe today, like I'll feel him in my soul. <laughs> you know, oh, there's a great iconic pic um, that I'll probably use the, uh, of me smiling. I can show it to you uh, at one of the fringe concerts, and I've got fucking face paint on my face, and it's all like oh. it's when everyone was doing light art with their flash, and I'm just smiling, and he's hugging me, and I look <laughs> so. Do I not look so happy? You look like you are having the greatest day of your life. Oh, his arms. He was so tall. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, so on Classroom Crush, we talk about music that makes us feel the teen feelings. So you, we obviously, we talked about that um, White Stripes song. Yeah. But you also sent me, uh, what was it? What was it? What was it? Uh, tallest Man on Earth. Which I, oh, I wish that I got more into them. I, like, I had friends that were very into them, but I just never put the effort into it. Yeah, I got very, very into his stuff uh, in college. Mm-hmm. Um, and the one the one I sent is, like, a real, like, barn burner breakup song, like, where yeah. you can just tell this dude is pissed and sad. And it was, uh, it was definitely on my regular repeat during my, like, romantic woe times. And still does make the list whenever I, whenever I go through any sort of breakup now. Yeah. I go immediately to a playlist primarily of like old country and stuff like this. Like anything you could play convincingly while a barn is burning down. Like Hell that's... yeah. Let's play a little bit of it. Yeah. So this is uh Where Do My Bluebirds Fly, correct? Yeah. And I know our song is over healthy as falling down with all this fever in my I love, a, I love a folky voice like that. <laughs> yeah. He's Swedish, too, which is real. Good for him. Yeah, right? It's uh, a lot of the stuff I really like about this song. It's not like, he's not like directly telling a story, really. Mm-hmm. He's like. It's poem. It's, yeah, it's a lot of imagery. Like, you yeah. referring to her as having kerosene eyes. I was about to say, and, with uh, all this fever in my mind, I should aim for your kerosene eyes. Yeah, there's a, uh, there's, here, this line right here. Uh, and I'll question every wind. Uh. If they've gone through the glow of your eyes, you're just a riddle in the sky. Where yeah. do my bluebird fly? And it's just like 
talking about this like ephemeral person that clearly left him and yeah. like I saw him play it live once and he like kind of explained it and it just sounds like this dude went through like a hell of a breakup for sure and uh <laughs> that's yeah that's hella relatable so that brings you back yeah yeah that one brings me back in a big way Frightened Rabbit's another big one for me. Um, yeah, you guys uh, did Frightened Rabbit before, so I didn't want to like overload you on, no, on no. the sad Scottish boys. Yeah, sad Midnight Organ album. Fight is the perfect breakup album. It is one of my one of the few albums I will like call perfect from like top. I to want to have a devastating breakup, great breakup to like fully experience that album in like a real way. You know? Yeah, I went through a breakup like six or seven months ago and was like, I'm so sorry. Oh, it's okay. It's uh, <laughs> but I was that album that was sounded like, insincere. <laughs> Uh, I'm so sorry. It was that album was making making plays. It is like uh, humble brag. You had a relationship. Congrats. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think of like my favorite Frightened Rabbit song. I love Modern Leper. That's a great one. It's pretty upbeat too. Mm. Uh, Poke is one of the saddest songs you can ever listen to in True. your life. Why won't our love feel over as it chokes on a bone? We can mourn its passing and then bury it in snow. Or should we kick its content and watch as it dies from bleeding? If you don't want to be with me, just say. Uh, the loneliness from their other album is very. Which good. you know what? What a title! Yeah, right. Right. It's getting straight to the point. <laughs> For a song called "The Loneliness," very uplifting, very fun life. That's that's how a lot of my favorite like emotional sad songs are. I've I've called it like triumphantly sad, you know. Yeah. Like, we are victorious about our emotions. That's how a lot of mountain goat songs are. Exactly. Yeah. Going to Georgia is like the perfect. Oh my god. Fucking, I love that song I'm literally, so much. I am wearing a mountain goat's shirt right oh now. Oh my for god! The listener, look at it that. Is, yeah, it's, uh... You're like Hayes. You're 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 a regular Hayes Davenport. Yeah. Uh, Slash, I mean, I think Sean Clements also has a Mountain Goats song. Well, Sean Clements did a whole episode of Don't Get Me Started on the Mountain Goats. All you handbook heads out there <laughs> will know. Um, no, but the best the best line that like, oh, just makes me want to be in love I, so I badly. I think I know which one you're going to say. Of course you say. do. The most remarkable thing yep. about you standing in the doorway is that it's you. And, and that you're standing, standing in the in doorway. The doorway It's, I, he doesn't play it live anymore because I'm he thinks it. Uh, Sorry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he doesn't play it live anymore because he thinks it sends kind of like a, a bad message because it's clearly this guy's not a great person. Yeah. But, but uh, no, it's it gets me like. It's it's one of the truly best unique things that you can do is just like belt that song like if you're home alone. You oh know? yeah. Or in the car. Oh, I would love to do that right now. <laughs> He Next is, time I'm in Miami, I have to do that. Uh, drive and listen to that song. He's so good at writing songs about like really deeply flawed love, like which I felt like, which is such a a great thing for teen love because like what teen love is not flawed like on a deep level. Yeah, like know? it's always bound for disaster. Like yeah. almost every teen love, except for like that weird couple everybody knew that got you know like married to whoever they dated at twelve. You know, but it's also it feels like that love that is like communicated in his songs are like the ones that are fucking worth it. You yeah, know? Like, exactly. Like it, it feels like the love is more intense in some way because if it sucks and you're still there, mm, like yeah. it, it must be good, right? Like that's it, like when I was when I was younger and like uh, I was like uh, I'm a fucking punk. When I moved on from being a fake hip- hippie and I was like, no, I'm actually punk. Uh, it's like I would just watch the Sid and Nancy movie and I'd be like, yeah, that's love. <laughs> that's love. Okay. God. <laughs> we're, still, we're fighting. No, that's terrible. But that's 
where I was at as a teen. The other songs I brought um, that I think fits fits for this crush and fits for just like most of my crushes, which um, underrated I think is Fleet Foxes' "Someone You'd Admire." Do you know this song? I don't. I, I love Fleet Foxes, but I don't know this song. Oh my god! I used to listen to so just good. the hits. I think this song is still so relatable to me. There's the lyric. I walk with others in me yearning to get out, claw at my skin and gnash their teeth and shout. One of them wants only to be someone you'd admire. One would, one would as soon just throw you on the fire. I'm like, oh. Oh, yeah. Which, like, how do you, what teen doesn't feel that way? Oh, yeah. I, uh. For my own health, I am glad I did not discover the Bright Eyes song "Perfect Sonnet" while I oh was. Oh my god! I believe that song is a weapon. That song should be classified as a weapon because the first time I heard it, I had gone through a breakup and I just burst into tears. I had no idea what I was in for. My friends were like, "Oh, it's a good breakup song. Check it out." And just me, I just like could not. It was like the line like, uh, "Once you met a girl and you named her lover, danced with her in kitchens yes. through an endless summer." Bright Eyes song, Kathy with AK's song? No. Whew. I remember, we're just going to go into this. Let's we're going to have it. a real music de- uh, ep. I, I love, love it. My dad will appreciate because I've had to warn him like, oh, I don't know if this is a dad-friendly episode, <laughs> you know, because of like sex stuff. And he's like, can you just do one all about music? And I'm like, that's not what a podcast is, but also it is now. <laughs> um, I remember uh, the first time I heard this song, was in my room at my dad's house and I think how did I find it I don't know it was on my I must have had a CD because I remember it being on my little stereo I don't know but I I it started playing and I just like sat in silence I like like my world stopped when I heard this song I don't know why but it's like and there's a Jason Mraz cover of it but I'm like no thank you oh my darling when you smile, it is like a song, and I can hear it now. And I can hear it now. And I can hear it now. It's a great song. It it because it's one, it's actually one of the more hopeful ones. You mm-hmm. know that it's like love is real. Yeah. You know, um, and it just like explodes with sound in this way that like makes me want to love so badly. Anyways. That's a great song. But the other song I really wanted to get to that I can't believe I haven't talked about either is, do you know Laura Marling? The name's familiar. She's like a British uh, little singer-songwriter. Uh, okay. And there's a song called New Romantic that is so pretty that I think she said she wrote when she was 16, mm-hmm. which A, if that's true, that's so annoying because it's a beautiful song. <laughs> and B, totally makes sense because it's so relatable. Yeah. It's insane. Look, she's just a cute little, cute little British girl. And I was obsessed with this song. I still am. I, it's one of those songs that like I know every single word to it, like yeah. forever. I know I said I loved you, but I'm thinking I was wrong. I'm the first to admit that I'm still pretty young, and I never Ugh. meant to hurt you. And I wrote That's you good. ten love songs. Here, I'll, I'll tell you the, the best line now. 
That guy that I could never get Was girlfriend was pretty fit And everyone who knew her loved her so which I couldn't do. I could never make it. Mine has fucked me over more times than any man could ever know. That's a good line. But this is the best. This is, I relate to. Maybe I should give up giving. Give up trying to be thin. Same. Give up and turn into my mother. God knows I love her. Oh, that was really good. That was so me. Slash is so me to this day. All, this whole this whole song is just perfect. Um, so that's a big one. That's a big one. And and there's just I don't know. It's it's just got that perfect like like it's pedestrian enough, you know, that it's like so candid and it feels personal. It feels conversational. You yeah. Know? And it's like oh, I've said all these things. I've thought all of these things. Yeah, that's the best. The best kind of like song. I feel like feels like you could have written it yeah like it feels like you could have sat down and written exactly what you were feeling and it would be all those words oh so many good songs there's too (laughs) many there's really i could do a whole podcast just on this anyways dan this has been so much fun yeah it's been a blast thank you so much for coming on the show Oh, thank you for having me i don't know if if there's any last things you need to say about crushes and teen oh oh this is the thing i'm trying to talk uh uh, ask people i keep forgetting Mm -hmm. Uh, do you have any crushes right now uh, right now, I just moved to uh, Los That's Angeles, true. so I'm in a little bit of a crush drought right now. Uh, I will say visiting home mm-hmm. I, I've, has reignited some old crushes where I'm like, oh, perhaps now that I've moved, we can <laughs> maybe make out. Who's to say? Like, yeah, so, just your last chance. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, you know, now I'm from Los Angeles. I've been gone for a whole month. Yeah. Like that's, <laughs> surely Los this has Angeles, changed something. L.A. got a lot of good crush potential out yeah there. i'm very excited to see what the future of my my crush career looks like out there he fell in love like four times when i was there oh yeah <laughs> i mean i just i i feel like i generate a couple crushes a week yeah it's a fun good way to live super healthy yeah. and great and productive we were talking about twitter crushes like twitter is a, a minefield of potential oh, yeah. crushes i mean like, if you're one of the cru- one of the coasts you're gonna have your twitter crushes there it's either yeah. new york or la your your twitter crushes are probably there i really just moved to try and make out with people from twitter so dude <laughs> full-time i'm trying welcome to full-time to, make out with welcome people from twitter. to the last two months of my life <laughs> 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 um What's your Twitter? Plug yourself. Plug, plug, uh, plug all your shit. My Twitter is uh, it's Dan Sheehan. That's me. Uh, the Wolf one is uh, Sick of Wolves. And then uh, We Still Like You is a podcast that I'm a part of. It comes out twice a month, and it's very fun. Listen to it. Stories of shame. Which, if you're listening to this, you probably are into that shit. Yeah, it's, we make everybody shout We Still Like You at the end so that people feel better confessing that they're terrible. I should do that on my podcast. <laughs> what if I just took that? I, if I just stole, we still like you. <laughs> you just still use that just same that name. Phrase. Yeah. And now everybody. I thought you were just going to have everybody yell classroom crush. Classroom crush. <laughs> like a chant. Oh, how dumb. Okay. <laughs> uh, you can follow classroom crush at classroom crush. I can't say my own. <laughs> I literally can't say my own fucking podcast name. Classroom crush on Twitter. We tweet fun pics, do it. Oh, and please res- uh, review and, and rate and subscribe and all of that stuff and do the thing that I told you to do in the beginning of the episode because that'll be fun. You want to be on the microphone, right, in your stories? Cool. Um, my Twitter is Almond Milk Hotel. Follow me. Help launch me. You know, I have a brand. I'm trying to get it out there. <laughs> Anyways, um, just, you know what? Ugh, just go for it, guys. <laughs> go for it with your remit. <gasps> Valentine's Day so soon. Oh, yeah, Valentine's Day, oh, 
this is going to come out after Valentine's Day. Oh, no. Because I have a special Valentine's Day episode that would have oh, yeah. premiered already. So if you listen to it. Hello from the past. Hello from the. <laughs> yeah. Did you like it? It pretty intense, intense stuff, right? For that Valentine's Day episode. What's cool. future me up to? Exactly. I just want to know. Probably the same shit. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Bye. <laughs> See Peace. Ya.